This is episode number 380 of WP Watercooler, working in WordPress to code or not to code. Brought to you by our friends over at ServerPress. They make local WordPress development easy. Check them out over at serverpress.com. And Cloudways Web Hosting. Cloudways handles all the hosting complexities so you can focus on building amazing WordPress websites without any hassle. Check them out over at cloudways.com. Go support us over on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash WPWaterCooler. You can help us support us over there. Thank you very much. I'm Jason Tucker. I'm an IT director. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. Oh, I'm Say Reed. I make WordPress, 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 Say Reed Media. I'm Jason Cosper, aka Fat Mullenweg. Here to talk some WordPress today. You can go leave us a review. Go over to wpwatercore.com slash subscribe, where you can learn all those links there to subscribe, as well as leave a review on your favorite podcasting spot. We'd appreciate that. I'm not used to coming first. And also, uh, I just, the, never mind. Just Phrasing. Yeah, I know. I interrupted myself. I'm not used to having my slide be first on the intro show. And then also, uh, I was really jamming to our new music. It's like super intense. It's like, what are they going to talk about tonight? On tonight. <laughs> it's it's these people against these people. Right. That's what it sounds like. It's like a, we're going to do like a survivor type show or something. Yep. That would be fun. We should do that sometime. Speaking of Survivor, let's talk a little bit about WordPress. Because <laughs> WordPress Survivor? I'm a survivor! Um, do you want me to intro the topic? Yeah, go for it. Please do. Okay. So this, this a little bit stems from our show last week. And my um, not resolution, my, 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 my thought resolution... <laughs> that maybe should I learn react? Is that even, should I bother to learn how to like, you know, basically custom build blocks, etc. And then uh, the resounding answer was no on the show, BT devs. Uh, and then, oh, also, so that led to some conversation on Twitter, but also this week I had, um, I'm, I'm upgrading a site that I built. So it's not a terribly built site. I'm not gonna bash the previous web dev. Um, I built it, it was fine, but I, um, made page templates, you know, as you do. And uh, those page templates are custom page templates and they're in the child theme where they go. Um, but that was built, I think I built it like two years ago. I don't really remember what year it was or what year it is now. Um, but I built it a while ago. And since then Divi, um, which is a, a theme that I use despite all, um, you know, complaints and, objections to the contrary, um, has introduced the theme builder where you can actually create templates uh, within the admin, which makes them accessible for less, less, less future, more future accessible right. than a hard coded template, which is only accessible to actual depths, like actual programming capable people who can not only change it, but who can access it because hopefully nobody's editing anything, any files through the theme editor for real still. Let's hope. 
Um, and even if they would, like, you know, this is a whole, it's like using, it's using ACF and it's all this stuff. So it's, you know, it's not just like straightforward HTML, obviously, in the right. custom view. So the dilemma that I was facing is, do I build, uh, like, upgrade and build, I'm making some more page templates. Do I build those the way that I used to in page templates in the child theme? Mm -hmm. Or do I swap those out and start building in the more user-friendly, less code-friendly um, Divi theme builder? And this is a dilemma that I'm facing. And I remarked on Twitter that it is, it feels surprisingly emotional, <laughs> this decision. Like, I'm, I'm like, why do I feel, have feelings about this? Like, I have feelings about whether or not I should, it's not like, let me weigh the pros and cons objectively. It's like an emotional right. decision, which is weird. It should not be an emotional decision. Yeah, no, but, I, I get I get where you're coming from with that. I mean, like, um, I use Beaver Builder exclusively for for my sites, and Beaver Builder has a thing called Builder that has this whole piece that you can say, you know, I want to take this template that I've built and I want to apply it to all of the archive pages for a particular custom post type. And I want right, to which is essentially one. the same thing the Divi builder. Exactly. I mean, and it's yeah. doing the same thing as the page templates oh, in. Yeah. It, I mean, it's using, it's the same thing. It's just putting a, essentially a WYSIWYG in between. It's a WYSIWYG right. page template editor, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, that lends itself to future edits from people who are not technical as technical mm -hmm. versus the hard coding. But I... It's the same thing with like the React. It's like every every site I make, I'm like moving further and further away from actually coding. And you know, obviously, like I have this one broken site where I'm like, you know, using in-style CSS to code things because the theme is so broken and we can't update it. But like, so there's still some coding. Uh -huh. And there's lots of customization, but my identity has been <laughs> wrapped up in being a developer. And right. I think that, I mean, maybe it's not totally attached to that or anything, but it's not my whole thing, obviously, and make, teach, preach. So there's the other stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of the dilemma that I'm facing. And I feel like this is a dilemma in WordPress across the board. And it has been, it's been something we've been talking about, but right. that, that's kind of the, the impetus behind that is like, um, and, and then there's another angle too, which we can talk about, but yeah, so the, I mean, what should only, I do, guys? The only thought that I have is that, especially the the way that I, I've been having to, you know, I I the you know the church I work for, I build their websites, and I also have a person who does design work for it. But they they don't they're they're not WordPress folks, but they need to be able to get in there and make changes to stuff. I've showed this person how to use Beaver Builder, how to do any of those sorts of things. So for me, um, it may not may, may not be for you, but for me, I want to make sure that 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 person is able to make those changes. So if I were to only use a, um, a you know some type of um, file that I created in PHP and made it available and use all the correct stuff, that that person wouldn't be able to do that where I can say like, Hey, here, go in this thing and Beaver Builder, make some changes and you're, you're good to go. And if we ever add this new custom post type thing, you'll be able to go in there and make additional changes to it. Right. So it's like setting up. Well, the now you're not coding. Way. Now you're in the assembly land or whatever the hell we want to call it. Right. Right. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, yeah um, I mean, last week I, um, 
I came out as someone who implements websites as well as codes websites. Um, Implementer. I, it sounds better than assembler, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, <laughs> you're like, you came out too. You're like, I could, this is part of it. This is part of me confessing. Like, I've been at, you guys, I've been implementing sites for a while now. I haven't yeah. been coding them. I feel well, like I mean, a, a lot, a lot of my, brand and personality is is kind of built up in the fact that I'm a developer. But um, uh, honestly, uh, I had to do some work where um, I re-implemented a site using um, just Gutenberg blocks, um, not even Divi or Beaver Builder or anything like that. I, I just um, built it out with blocks. Yeah, built built out a, a page template, built out a, an actual page with blocks, right. and um, it was um, surprisingly easy. It took me less time than if I was actually getting in there and doing the code and and work. Um, I had um, you know less of a, a troubleshooting step. Um, you know, in, in particular, like, oh, okay, like, let me figure out this layout isn't exactly how I want it. Uh, it, it was a matter of like dragging some stuff around, changing some borders in, in the WYSIWYG and, and that was it. Um, and, and there's something to be said for, uh, occasionally you have a job where, okay, yeah, maybe, um, you know, for, for job security reasons, for just the fact that, um, you still want to flex those muscles and kind of keep them in practice. You go and make a page template, but um, if you just are getting paid a, a small amount to kind of update and maintain the site. Or then, even a large amount. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. You can be more efficient um, by charging the same amount, doing a, a little bit less work, uh, and, and still, I mean, you're still performing the same function yeah. to these customers. And um, in theory, the changes and the upgrades in the future, because if they decide, oh, we want to change this word, yeah. I don't even have to, you know, log into a back end. Absolutely. I, just, I log in and I bold something mm -hmm. or I take something out of a WYSIWYG. So even if it is me doing it in the future, it, it creates an easier thing. So this is like, it's like an, it's like a weird identity crisis. Well, I mean, I like, for instance, I'll, I'll give you an example of a plugin that I use pretty much on every single website, which would be custom post type UI. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it as well I could, on pretty much I everything. Could, I could write a custom post type. Like I can go do the research, figure out what all the pieces are that need to be in there. Copy we use a generator. There's generators that generate the code. Yeah. I mean, essentially I think of it as like a calculator, you know, it's just like, I can do the math, but really I could just like, you know, just type this thing real, real quick, hit the save button and even edit it down the road as well if I wanted to. So I don't uh, even use, I, I don't even use a calculator anymore. I just type the, the query <laughs> into, uh, into Google or yeah. well, in my case, DuckDuckGo and I get the answer back. Like, who right. even needs a calculator anymore? I know you don't even have to figure out how to use multiple steps of a calculator. You just put the equation in there, and it's like, here you mm -hmm. go. And yeah. half the time, it, it finishes it because it's like, oh, somebody, somebody else just as dumb as you had to go and do a search for this as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, um, so this dovetails into the other conversation that I was having on Twitter <clears throat> with someone who is uh, jumping into, they're doing like a hundred days of code starting in December or something. And they're 
learning to be a dev and they responded to what we talked about last week where we were kind of a little like <laughs> we were a little negative and depressed about wordpress at the moment maybe it was just the week that everyone was having it's possible um but uh you know this person was like i I'm it's stuff like this that makes me think maybe I shouldn't bother to learn WordPress because, you know, it, is it even going to be there or is it is it, you know, is it the way to do it? If I'm going to freelance, it might be useful. But if I'm, you know, is it is it a good bet of what to learn? You know, because you're still in theory learning the PHP and learning the loop and learning all of that stuff that's different mm -hmm. than normal, normal, more traditional coding. Um, and my response to this person was essentially, if you are freelancing sites, honestly, you need design and marketing skills to build out and understand the needs of a client site much more than you need to program. Understanding just JavaScript and you know HTML and CSS or even whatever stack you got going on over there isn't going to translate to building out a quality website for a client. It's not going to understand their that what they need UI wise, it's not or in UX wise, it's not going to understand how they need to tie their stuff into Mailchimp. It's not going to understand, you know, all of those components which have literally nothing to do with coding, and yeah, nothing yeah. to do with programming. Look so I'm like, Gmail. Well, look at Gmail back in the day. Like Gmail, when Gmail first came out, it it was an email. It was an email sender, email reader, email editor. Like it was just, it, it was it was somebody who described, I need an email program. Can you make me one? And then the developer developed it. It didn't have the flash to it. It didn't have the, let's make it a lot easier or anything. And that's kind of where you're getting at is like that. It needs to have those extra little pieces in there so that someone isn't just, it's not like the prescribed way of of interacting with this thing. Well, I mean, that's, it's also, are you building, if you're coding, your tendency is to custom code and build something from scratch as opposed to, or, or editing an existing theme and, and doing that. But that's the focus of the coding and actually programming versus the focus of building out and using it as a tool to accomplish these, what are essentially marketing goals. And so my advice to this person and my advice in general is if you want to actually program, if you want to be a programmer, you should learn a language and go work for someone, not be a freelancer. I mean, you might be a freelance coder to do code jobs, but that would be working for agencies that need contractors doing code, not to build out whole websites for clients. Because I don't think that that is a skill set that lends itself to that anymore it used to it used to be you said to make the whole thing from you know html and you know back in the day and even with wordpress you really did need to learn you needed to know how to code in order to make it do custom stuff like you don't anymore and so if you want to be a programmer it's almost like you're not building websites for people anymore it, it, even like squarespace shopify all that stuff those are not those are those don't require that you're building out websites, you're implementing websites, but you're not coding them. So there's really starting to be this split yeah. between the it used to be all one thing. And now it is it's really not. And with Gutenberg and the block editor, we're at a really interesting time where what themes are, are, are changing. Yeah, but really rapidly really rapidly so yeah. in in two years um you know you, you teach yourself the the loop and you teach yourself you know all the stuff that goes into to themes 
And I mean, basically, by by 2023, 2024, uh, by the time those themes roll out, uh, I mean, it could just be, okay, here, you have a, a blank page template and just throw, throw your box into it. Right. right. And then you're, I'm sure, I mean, Beaver Builder does it, Divi does it, I'm sure Elm uh, Emulator, no, Elementor does it. I haven't really gotten into that so much, but they're making page templates and all of that. So Gutenberg is following that map. It's following that page builder map. So that is essentially, I'm assuming it that somewhere on that path is Gutenberg page templates. It's kind of the pattern concept, essentially, um, right. in, in a way. Um, so you're going to be building page templates with blocks and saving them. You've got your reusable blocks and all of that stuff. So essentially, that is going to be the future of page templates. So in terms of coding, mm -hmm. who, the, the coding happens at the plugin company level right. and at the theme developer level or at the um, community you know, contributor level. But now if you're doing, like, I don't know who's building those. I don't know who that is anymore. Because if we have people who are implementing WordPress, they won't be able to be there to contribute to the code because they don't have the code skill set. I mean, we're already seeing that split. Mm -hmm. So the right. people who are working on the code are less site builders and implementers and more coders who work for a company who are being paid to work on. Yeah, code. like the, the hashtag no code movement is is real. So much so that like they're in 3.0 apparently. <laughs> oh crap! I didn't know. It was like a whole <laughs> There's an entire website devoted to like no coding stuff. You know, here's all the different tools that you can use to like do no code. I mean, know, everything like, is no no, like you don't have to code anything anymore. Like all these tools are there. Kids, kids these days have it real easy. No, but like that's the problem. Like it was fun before, right? Like right. You, building this stuff. Like I, I enjoyed coding. I enjoyed PHP. Don't hate. Um, you know, I, I liked learning that. I liked doing those things. And like, I can't justify sitting there and learning um, all the new JavaScript stuff if I'm never going to use it. Right. I mean, I enjoyed Perl. I enjoyed Python. <laughs> I enjoyed writing. I enjoyed Ruby. I was, I was learning that. You know, I, you know, I, I still, I still use the, the tools and techniques that I've done when I was, a, um, when I was a systems administrator, you know, it's like, you know, for instance, we, this intro that I have on uh DAP water cooler, you know, I generate that intro from Canva and I want to take that video file and I want to add a nice little like fade in and fade out on both sides of it. Um, I, I wrote a one line of code that I just I just execute right in the in the uh, terminal, and I say, "Here's the file I want you to do," and it spits out a new file that has the fades on both sides of the audio. I didn't have to use an editor to do that. It just I just act like it's here. Take this object and modify it, and 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 then apply some you know run a little script on it that's just going to apply the the changes I need, and and I got my result done. Yeah, and uh, so. I'll say 2007, I was working at DreamHost and I had a uh, younger coworker who, for whatever reason, looked up to me and asked, hey, dude, do you think, do you think that I should um, learn? I've seen a lot of stuff around uh, Ruby on Rails. Do you think that I should learn Ruby? And I said, honestly, you know, if, if you feel like that's where your career is going, absolutely. 
learn Ruby. But I will tell you this, um, learn about the stuff underlying that that Ruby runs on. So so learn, um, you know, wh where does where does Ruby run? It runs on uh, Linux servers. So actually learn the the server and the the command line stuff and and get your wrap your brain around that. Uh, and even if you manage to learn Ruby and then Ruby goes away and I mean, turns out Ruby, I mean, it's still around, but um, it's not the hot technology that it was, um, you know, 13 years ago. I did just have to turn down. Someone inquired if I if I knew how to build uh, Ruby sites. And I said, no, you want to switch to WordPress? And they're like, no, we've invested too much money in this Ruby platform. Right. But, <laughs> and I was like, sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> but, but that coworker managed to learn uh, sysadmin stuff. They managed to learn um, the the server side of things and and how to like read config files and and you know um, do all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, reload uh, Apache or Nginx or whatever. And right. um, I mean, at the time it was reload Apache, but but now I, I mean I I'm still friends with that guy, and um, they um, they're a, a server administrator working for a, a company like he's not a ruby on rails programmer he learned ruby right but he still, had, he still had the job skills the the server side job skills to like i mean and that's uh, hell that's how when i uh, went to go work at wp engine that's how i got my job i was a guy who understood wordpress and understood wordpress really well but i also understood the server side of things and because of that they're like oh crap we need somebody like you Right. Yeah. That's that's ones. really the the foundational stuff that doesn't go away. That works for, you know, the Apache stuff. It's WordPress too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like the the underpinnings of of all of these different platforms. That actually has changed a lot less than yeah. all of the stuff built on top. So the bottom of the stack, I guess, is where you gotta learn the those, those skills are are usable or can be used in a, a myriad of ways. Like for instance, it, like I, editing your video file with the command yeah. line. Is or, an or I, I don't know if you're aware, but there's like automation that's built into Photoshop. Like I can I can go into Photoshop and I can mm -hmm. say, you know, I have 500 photos. I need them all to be resized this way, and I need when it's resized, I want to also put a um, a watermark on the bottom right hand corner, and I can go to Photoshop and just put in all the pieces that I need because I have that that mindset of being able to do the automation piece to it, put them all in there to hit go and they will just run a script that just does that automation for me. And I don't have, I, if I ever want to do it again, I just load it up and do it again. See, those are the, those, those skills are like translatable to multiple avenues. So whether it's uh -huh. Photoshop or using the command line to edit your video and make it fade on both sides or, you know, uh, doing updates on your, on your actual computer itself, you know, that stuff is really translatable versus yeah. a code that you're going to go all in on and, mm -hmm. you know, you know, learn everything about it that then is not shiny anymore after a year or two, yeah. you know, so I, I really think that's the way to go or go the direction of more marketing and understanding, you know, UI, UX design, uh, accessibility and all of that, which is a softer skill. There's not really like 
like you can't like, you know, there's no way to like demonstrate that in the same way that you can by typing out code and having something run, you know, so it, I would consider it a softer skill, but it's still incredibly important to all of those people that you would be freelance clienting for. And then you just, you know, you implement what you've got, but I, those, those become really different skill sets. Whereas before, even, even a couple years ago, even two years ago, those were really in the same bucket. And they're really not now. I, I got really lucky um, towards the end of when I was working at WP Engine. I, I got a uh, an opportunity to go work with their marketing department. I was basically like their technical guy to to like double check blog posts to to actually be somebody in marketing who um, knew what they were talking about when it came to the technology side of things. Um, so I, I, I actually got the treat and I, I got to see how uh, marketing worked and uh, it really helped me um, approach, you know, I, I, I always kind of had a very uh, binary view of, um, of how, you know, okay, well, this technology will help you or, you know, this will you know, just, just basically like, this is, this is how it's going to go, et cetera, et cetera. But once I actually knew the the marketing side of things, I could have a little more of the, the kind of, like you said, say the, the soft skill, the, the nebulous, like. Mm -hmm. more... Well, the app, it's applying the tool, I think is really right. what it, you know what I mean? Because you can code things, but like, you're always coding for an audience. You're always co like, if, if you're doing this for work, obviously you can code, for fun, for nothing, for no purpose. But if you're doing it for work, it's either for a target audience that you're building the product or the website, like you're, you're building something for someone or to achieve a goal, to sell something, whatever it is. And all of that is, is marketing because just building something in a vacuum doesn't do any of that. And so yeah. it's not, you can't, I don't think you can really be just a freelance developer unless you're just working off of Fiverr at this point like i don't know where where that even is like where where does someone how does someone do like literally unless you're like contracting for agencies who need someone to come in and you know run a i don't even know like like a, run a deep dive on this one area that they don't usually do like if i had brought someone in to do this ruby rails project for my company mm -hmm. you know that would be someone i could get a contractor who to come in to do that but i would still have to do all the design and do all the making sure that it's you know they would just run the technical component of that so right. it really it's really um it's really interesting from a there's you know, there's that no code push that you were talking about, but there's also the like hundred days to code and learn code. It's the thing you should do. You can build websites for people, but the messaging mm -hmm. of the learn code to build websites that hasn't changed as quickly as I guess with the no code thing, it's changing, but it hasn't changed as quickly as the, um, the push to actually it not being about programming anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's hard. I was having a conversation with a few um, designer friends um, earlier this week, and they were talking about how um, they see people who are in um, these kind of UX and UI boot camps and the, the learn to code camps and stuff like that. Uh, and they say, like, once they finish you know, the 100 Days of Code program or the, the six-month UI boot camp or UX boot camp, that... Um, they're really only 
like knowledgeable or skilled enough to get uh, an entry level position somewhere. It's it's not like and and but they'll see people go. Well, I went to a boot camp, so I know UX now. And it's right. it's a little it's a little dangerous. I, I was gonna say I, I know we don't have a lot of time, and I, I kind of want to dovetail back to this that um, we um, the, the person who asked you, okay, so should I even bother learning WordPress? Right. Should I even like think about that? I, I think um, they need to figure out what their end game is. They need to figure yeah. out what they want to do. What do you yeah. want to spend your day doing? If, you if, if they an admin making websites and you know helping people with their content and you know making yeah. call to action boxes, <laughs> or do you um, you know you do you want to freelance uh, for a little bit and uh, maybe inevitably go to uh, a studio like Web Dev or Tenup or something like that? Go work for Steve. Yeah, go work for We're Steve. We're recruiting people for you. Yeah. Um, he's not even on the show and we're, we're throwing him. Around. <laughs> but I mean, Steve isn't going to take anybody just out of a, a hundred days of code boot camp. but right. uh, you know, they, they need to know, like, do they want to, like say said, um, you know, implement sites for people? Do they want to um, like build blocks for the block editor slash Gutenberg, whatever we're calling it this week? Do they want to, um, make plugins that actually shape how, um, like what, what's going on on the site? Like, are, are they, uh, interested in, uh, e-commerce, WooCommerce? Do they want to make a, a WooCommerce plugin to, to perform some function? Like what, what is their, their end game? If you just want a job coding, I don't think WordPress is the, is, is the, you shouldn't even be learning WordPress. You would be learning you know, code like GraphQL and, and JavaScript and all of those different code bases that can be applied to anything, re regardless of whether or not they're WordPress-based site or not. So right. if you want to code, you got to reframe your brain. Yeah. Because WordPress isn't doing that so much anymore. WordPress, the site build as a site builder, as opposed to WordPress as an agency or a company like using WordPress as a tool. It's really interesting split. So I still don't know what to do about my, my site, but I'm probably going to end up building it in the theme builder because longevity. Longevity. Use, I don't know. Hey, that cool. on Twitter. Send me, send me your opinion on Twitter, please. I'm updating the poll. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for hanging out with us. And uh, say thanks for bringing this topic to our attention, so we're able to have something to talk about today. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we didn't solve my problem though, but no, nope, we didn't. But you know, <laughs> hey, well, maybe maybe we'll do another episode where we we get to talk it out. So that's good. Exactly. Talk to y'all later. You have a good one. Here's our outro. Bye. -bye. Support us on Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash WP Watercooler. The folks that helped us out over there, thank you very much. Hey. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button. Click the little notification bell if you're watching us on YouTube. Thank you very much. And lastly, if you don't watch us, if you want to listen to us, which a lot of people do, you can go onto any of the places that you can listen to a podcast. Um, even if you're like, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, you just go load Spotify and hit the play button and listen to us on there. Hey, yo, hey. <laughs> Talk to you later. You have a good one. Bye bye. Hey.